97X. Band the future of rock and roll. Episode 56. This week, it's Simone's turn to go camping. Steffi is freaking out about an Irish philosopher, and the ladies each told some Facebook assholes to to fuck fuck off. off. And now, Simone Turkington and Stephanie Drury. Hello, Stephanie. How are you, Dong? I'm Dong very well. How are you, Dong, Simone? I'm Dong, excellently, thank you. I just got back from a four-day trip to Portland, Oregon, and um, I had a most fabulous time. So was it hot? It was hotter than hell, and I loved it. It was That's it was hundred degrees on Saturday, and we yeah, it was it was crazy hot. But I was happy, and my friends wanted to drive out of town to get away from it. But uh, yeah, and we did go we did go out of town. But I was like, I don't want to leave the heat. But um, <laughs> but yeah, but it's funny because you went camping. Last weekend, and then uh, mm-hmm. the previous weekend, and then and then suddenly I'm going camping, and I hadn't camped in 20 years. So yeah, neither of us camp, and then we both did it within like one week. Yeah, it's crazy. So um, so the purpose of my trip wasn't to camp because it was not the sort of thing I would have signed up for initially. But um, yeah, I went to see my friends uh, Brandon and Emily because I hadn't seen them in three years, which is ridiculous because they're you know. Is that really how long it's been? That's how long it had been. Because doesn't it feel like I'm always talking about them? Like they're just like a regular yeah. part of our lives. Yeah. Well, they were. And then suddenly I didn't see them for three years because they moved to Portland. So, um, yeah. So I had, so I got to see them. And that was so awesome. And they're so lovely. And we have good times together. Good laughs. And, um, uh, but yes, this camping trip. Emily sprung it up. And she was like, so we get this camping thing. And I was like, gosh. I guess but I was like I don't know and then it was this whole battle in my brain like I don't want to be a wet blanket and I should just suck it up and go camping and yeah so I said I would go but I had mixed feelings about it but then when I was coming down to it I, I really wanted to and in fact an air mattress was offered to me and I, I turned it down so that I could what? really Why really do that because I, I wanted to really rough it and I think that's what got wow. me through the night while I was sleeping on a yoga mat which to me was as good as sleeping on the bare ground because it felt like like seriously it's so hard when I would uh, roll over and my hip would poke into the ground but but uh but I, I think that that's what got me through the night it was like you're gonna get through this without crying god damn it because yeah no so I, I just uh, sucked it up and there was various adjustments it's like sleeping on a plane like you have to do adjustments that you don't have to mm-hmm. normally deal with like okay so if yeah. my bag's like this cold air comes in okay okay if I wrap the top thing around my head now I'm warm and, and then I woke up at one point because my face only my face was exposed but it was totally made my whole body cold so I had to like kind of <laughs> stick my face under the covers and it was fine but it wasn't like it was a good bag because I was only wearing a t-shirt and leggings to sleep in and I was totally warm so uh, wow yeah so I survived and there was a bonfire on the beach it was so fun I've never done anything like that before oh, that's so fun. yeah so you know you put all t- oh and at the at the at the reason we went is at the campsite um uh friends of Brendan and Emily's are in this uh, like 60s style country band so it was really nice just being out in the woods with a band playing it was so okay, nice kind of fun yeah so I enjoyed it and uh yeah so I would do it again with better better bedding to sleep on so wow yeah crazy huh and, yeah, at uh, church yesterday, people were saying, so did you have a good time camping? And I'm like, I, I go, I really like you guys, and I had fun with you guys, but I really hate camping. <laughs> <laughs> 
And everyone's like, really? You didn't really show it. I'm like, yeah, I was like really glad to be with you guys. I'm like, I just don't like the sleeping part. I don't like the peeing part. I don't like the bugs part. I don't like being outside. I don't like that part. So. <laughs> yeah, the peeing part is a problem. At the beach, when we were at the beach, I had to pee eight times because I was drinking so much beer. Oh my so, God. Yeah, but I, I, it, it actually became kind of freeing. It was just sort of like, okay, well, it's really dark out, so I just have to walk away from everybody and then just find a spot and it was just I don't know why even though I'm work was walking further than it is to walk to the bathroom in my own apartment it somehow felt easier to just not have to worry about toilet flushing and hand washing and all of that I don't know why like why does this feel easier when I'm walking three times further than I normally have to (laughs) the novelty (laughs) maybe it is the novelty yes but, um, but anyway, on the way back, um, before before I had to get my flight back yesterday, um, uh, Brandon and Emily took me to their friend's house, this, uh, this gal named Sandy, and she has, her whole house is perfectly decked out in mid-century fabulousness. Aww. So it was, it was so amazing. She was really sweet and gave, gave, uh, gave me a tour of the house so I could see all her amazing stuff. And anyway, and she had this little thing on the wall and I had seen it at um, uh, the... California design exhibit at LACMA in LA a few months ago and um, and I said oh I saw this at LACMA blah 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 and she's like oh yeah and we started talking about that exhibit and then she's like there was this Barton's candy shop thing I was like oh yeah I have that picture on my phone like that's my wallpaper on my phone is this beautiful uh, candy shop with the with this mid-century crazy lighting and stuff and she was like no way and she was like freaking out because she is the person who originally scanned that picture from an old magazine and then it went viral and like that's how I have Stop it, and, it. And, yeah and then she has it on her phone as well so yeah I really, oh really felt like kindred God. spirits at that moment yeah, we both had That's the same so thing. That's so cool. Yeah. Is her house online in like any kind of design forums or? She said she's uh, she said she's kind of a, a a whore with her house and that it's all over the place. So I haven't actually, I because I actually thought I had seen it before when I when I when I was in there. Like this looks really familiar, and so um uh, so I, I it is online. She told me it is. So I'll find some pictures and put up on the website. But um and also she's on Twitter, which is a uh, Sandy V S A N D I V. So um yeah mm. so yeah. Oh, and she's like down with the Mad Men people. She got to visit the Mad Men set when she was in LA. I know. I actually didn't talk to her about that because uh, uh, Brandon told me about that, but I didn't actually get to uh, ask her because we had to rush off to go to the airport. But yeah, so yeah, this girl is plugged in. I have to see this house now. Yes, yes, I will. I will. I will sort that out. So cool. So that was uh, sort of a a nice little uh, synopsis of my trip. Now, wow. yeah. Now you, uh, you are you are a single parent this weekend. I was single parenting this weekend, and yeah, David went to LA Saturday morning, Friday night, the night before. We hung out with Peter Rollins, who is that um, the Irish philosopher <laughs> guy that that we like, <laughs> and he's speaking here in Seattle. And um, we went to go see him Friday night, and he gave a talk on our. Um, our addiction to certainty and satisfaction. Um, so he's, you know, he's got like a, a doctorate in post-structural theory and his master's and undergrad are in philosophy. So he is like has all these things to say, just like so much to say. And he's kind of darting around and drawing things on whiteboards and telling Irish parables and um, being pretty adorable. So um, <laughs> he's basically... Um, talking about about how the church views God as a product. They're like, you know, you come to God and he's going to fix all your problems. And 
And, you know, what does the church do when that doesn't happen? Like, if God doesn't show up, if God fails them somehow, doesn't do what they want him to do, then how does the church deal with that? You know, and he talks about the right. ways, well, a lot of times they ignore it. A lot of times they make excuses for it. A lot of times they say, well, you're not praying the right way. And um, So he had those things to, to say about it. He's very gentle in his critique. And um, and at the end, he, he, was, he was saying things like, you know, love doesn't exist it calls things into existence and love isn't beautiful or meaningful love gives things beauty and meaning and it was, it was just really be- yeah he was like drawing it drawing a diagram of like you know when you're born and you have like um no sense of self like you're enmeshed with your mother and then you know a certain few months you start to realize okay i've got my own framework here and um here's me and here's the others and um, but something always like grows in each of us that that is your ideal, and so you're constantly striving for your ideal. But there's something that's in the way that, <laughs> that is the obstacle, and you can't overcome it. And so you know that's where addictions come in, or distractions, and and you know he's talking about just this constant vying, like to get to the other side, and and um, and and where does God show up in that, and and how do people seek God? And it was uh, so beautiful. So. Um, he's going to speak again tomorrow night here at the Seattle School of Theology and Psychology. So I'm going to see him there. But um, after the, after he spoke the other night, it was really nice because I met him before, you know. And so he came over and he was like, he was like, hey, guys. He's like, I, I appreciate your, your offer to, to put me up, you know, in his little accent. Because he had put it on Facebook that morning. He's like, hey, the place to stay fell through for me. Can I crash with, with one of you guys for a couple days? So all these people are like, yes, please stay with me. And I go... I go, you can stay on our couch. Um, it's covered with semen and kid vomit, but we'll hook you up to an idea of dopamine. <laughs> and so he, he immediately liked it, you know, on Facebook. So I'm like, because, you, you know, you never know, like, if you're offending yeah, someone. Yeah. Um, but I guess he's Northern Irish, so he, like, thinks that this stuff is kind of funny. So, um, yeah. yeah, he came over. He's like, your, your offer was very tempting. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, like everyone, it was probably like 30 or 40 people, but we went to a pub after he spoke and, um, they picked this place called the Celtic Bayou. And it was, it was, it was like in a strip mall and, um, it used to have been a a Hooters a few years ago. It was a Hooters. (laughs) And so it's like Celtic is this Irish theme and Bayou is this Narland's theme. And it's, it's like, where's the hybrid here? And so they had, they had like soap drawings of shamrocks on the windows <laughs> and inside were like paper shamrocks and said Guinness and like posters of Jameson whiskey and I'm like do you feel at home here Peter and he's like oh yeah you got the shamrocks going and <laughs> painted in the, on the windows it's very nice <laughs> so that was fun we just we talked for a while and um yeah it was good so I hope to talk to him a little bit more tomorrow night he said yeah, he asked yeah. us to go out for a beer so he's like he's like are you two about for a beer i'm like does the pope shit in the woods <laughs> so um yeah so that was that was my great friday night and then the next morning i wake up and at like 5 45 after that night of drinking and take david to you know the airport and um <laughs> and I come home and I'm like focused I'm like I'm gonna be a calm mom I'm gonna be calm I'm gonna be a calm mom and and you know the kids like need all these things and you know I'm, I'm playing you know it's totally like being a tour manager but for like <laughs> wild for wild apes <laughs> with down syndrome <laughs> I was thinking so I like had these things in place like we went to go see a movie I took them to get donuts 
this like sweet elderly man at the donut shop like complimented my parenting. He's like, oh, you're good. You know, he just was being very nice. And then like not 10 minutes later, we went to the mall and we walked past Spencer's gifts and there were like backpacks in there that looked really cool. And the kids just run in there and I'm like, oh, I'm a great mom. I'm letting my kids go into Spencer's gifts because I looked over and there's this, you know, all these like, rack of t-shirts that was like, I just came to get my balls wet. And I'm like, okay, kids, we have to go. <laughs> So I, yeah, in the middle of like all this, so that, you know, one day it went okay, but um, then yesterday I was really struggling with the kids, like, like getting up, needing things, it's just like, I'm an introvert, I need time alone, and if I don't get it, like, I feel like someone's just throwing little tiny ping pong balls at me constantly, you know, yeah. so, um, there's nothing to do, like, if you don't have, you don't have anyone else to help you take care of your kids, like, what are you gonna do, and, um, yeah. So I, I posted on Facebook, I was like, David's in LA and I'm single parenting and, and someone please tell me how introverts can be good parents because my kids are like up in my grill constantly and my brain is like turning to puree. And so all these people were being sympathetic, sympathetic. but then this, um, my friend from Texas, his name's Tom, he, he decides to comment, quit your bitching. And I, oh. <laughs> I just wrote, I wrote back, shut the fuck up, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> and, and people liked it, you know. But um, cause he didn't know. Like my my frame of mind was really bad at that point. I was like, yeah. I was like, ah, 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 I don't know what to do. And um, so he he replies. He's like, classic response, Steph. Actually, I would just call it visiting the other side for a while. It happens to all of us who are engaged in helping little people become big people. I say, oh. get off Facebook, turn off the phone, and go to a park or something where you can all be cap captivated with a sense of wonder and awe for a few hours. The natural world works best for me and my kidlets. Good luck and stop trying. Just have fun and be yourself. And so I wrote, <gasps> you're... I wrote, you are on probation, Tom. <laughs> I was, oh, like, I... super pissed. That's I obnoxious. That. I know. And then, like, Lauren was like, um, telling someone that is kind of a dick move. Like she was defending Seriously. me and all these people liked that she said that. So that was kind of, it was pretty funny, but, um, uh, yeah, Did I didn't any, get much any, sympathy. Any, any other words with him to, uh, to straighten that out? Or is it just sort of, no, that, that was it until I posted today. Lolly's, um, numerous complaints about cereal this morning that ended with both of us crying. And, um, and so I posted that, which, you know, was kind of humorous, like from the, you know, I was like finding the humor in it. Right. And I put it on there and, and then horrifying. I put, <laughs> yes, it was, it was nothing short of horrifying and, and this debate with a cereal and, uh, 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 anyway, um, so I put in the comments too. I'm like, if Tom Jensen dares to comment on here, I'm unfriending him. <laughs> <laughs> so he didn't comment yet. Oh man. Oh gosh. Well, yeah. Obviously, I had the better weekend. But uh, <laughs> you did. I think you did. But um, even though there was camping involved. Um, but I had a similar thing <laughs> on Facebook as well. Uh, I think it was like a week and a half ago. I posted. Somebody had posted. It's like a picture of a pig in a tiny pen. As pigs for slaughter are and it was just some asshole from somewhere had said something about you know if you know who's who, whoever asked a pig if it wanted to turn around in its pen like why should we find because that because pigs that it's like makes them crazy that they're like stuck in a pen where they can't right. turn around you know so it's like nobody he said something like nobody ever asked a pig if it wanted to turn around so like why should we bother you fucking asshole so i posted that <laughs> now, i wasn't telling everyone don't eat meat don't do this it's just sort of like let's yeah. let, let's give pigs space that's all eat yeah, your bacon yeah. but have give the pig space so then this asshole that i know writes uh the only thing that would be better about that picture is if the pig was covered in bacon and oh then my 
and Gosh. I was like, so annoyed. Like I wasn't getting in people's face about meat. You know, I was just pointing this out. Like you all need to think about this if you are going to eat bacon. That this is how they're treated in the meantime. You know what I mean? If you've got some pig yeah. grazing out, you know, that's fine. But this is what's actually happening. So anyway, mm-hmm. so all I said back was, "Fuck off, John." You know, nice. <laughs> and, and I got like a few likes back. And then like a day later, he liked it too. So I was like, because and honestly, I didn't give a fuck how he took it because I thought that was such right. a dick move. Oh, and, oh, 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 and there was one like for his comment from some girl I don't even know who she is. Like, you know how you end up friends with these people and you don't know who yeah. they are? So I'm like, this oh, dumb no. bitch doesn't ever communicate with me except to right. like this dick comment. Except to antagonize. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so I went and fished around and I look at her and she's some Faith No More fan with no mutual friends. So I just unfriended her immediately. I'm like, I don't need yeah. fucking people like this. And then I, but I left, I left John alone. And anyway, and he liked the comments. So I was like, okay, well maybe he's just, you know, realizing he was a dick and leaving it at that. And then yeah. a few days go by and then I have a friend request from him. So he must have got all mad <gasps> and unfriended me. That's hilarious. <laughs> I know. So I was like, you and so I didn't unfriend him back and then last time I looked at the friend request was withdrawn so oh really you can do that I get yeah I think you can (laughs) you can cancel your friend request if you've made one and uh, it has gone unrequited so anyway yeah so that was a a dig all I said was fuck off John which I think I was very entitled to say under the circumstances and crybaby couldn't take it so oh well I am less one friend who I don't know Facebook watchdog <laughs> now, um, I guess as much as uh, I dislike Facebook, this is ending up a bit of a bit of a Facebook-heavy episode um, <laughs> because just in content without even the watchdog element. Um, because you uh, said something and it became a meme. Oh so, yeah, that was pretty exciting, actually. I um, yeah, yeah. This um, okay with all the Chick Fil A stuff that was going on last week. You remember how Mike Huckabee, the governor, is he a governor? I don't know what the He's fuck he is. Governor. He's to yeah, he was the governor of Arkansas, actually, where I'm from. <sighs> a very red state. So anyway, he said that we should have a Chick-fil-A Appreciation Day in response to the founder's statements that marriage should be between one man and one woman. So, I mean, I'm pretty Lame. sure most everybody saw. <laughs> what? I know! Horrible, right? So, um, so, like, you know, I saw reports that hundreds of thousands of people turned up on Chick-fil-A Appreciation Day. At Chick-fil-A's across the country, whatever. And so um, I tweeted, um, and I also put it on the Stuff Christian Culture Likes Facebook page, but I tweeted, um, you'd never see Christians lining up like this to help at a food bank or a homeless shelter, and that's something Jesus actually said to do. Yes. And so it, it was starting to get some retweets, and people were liking it, and then this one guy who reads my blog, he's like a fan on Facebook page, he, he turned it into a meme. And um, then, like, within a couple hours being liberal, that page picked it up, and then it was, like, kind of spreading around, and... Um, you know, the next morning, people are going, Glenn Beck is tweeting about your <laughs> your tweet. And so I look at it, and, you know, Glenn Beck's tweet is something like, like, oh, this this meme that got popular overnight about how Christians don't do any help, and they don't help out the poor at all. Well, we can prove them wrong with that. And so I guess he has this website called The Blaze, which I hadn't been aware of, which which was a nice, a nice thing, and I can never... Um, I know that now that Glenn Beck has his own right-wing website called The Blaze. Anyway, um, they had this big article about how how this meme says this, but look, we, Glenn Beck, organized tens of thousands of people to build houses for the needy in Dallas. And so 
you know, they have pictures of tens of thousands of people in Dallas. But my point was still completely standing because you would still never see, you know, people line up like that to do something Jesus actually said because hundreds of thousands turned out for Chick-fil-A appreciation, but only tens of thousands turned up to build the houses. So anyway, um, it was just kind of funny because people were getting kind of pissed about it. Yeah, well, it's um, funny, though, because, and I wouldn't think I would... uh, uh, go uh, uh, swing with the Glenn Beckway, which I'm not actually doing. But um, but and we were we were discussing this in uh, in chat that 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 day of that meme. But but um, but while I totally because I was all like yeah right on with your point because I saw it when you first posted it. But um, mm-hmm. but I think the issue that well because I think a lot of things get reduced in memes like you know like right. it's just a, it doesn't have any room for conversation or exploring the the situation and the reason i think that many people showed out for chick-fil-a was because it was a media shitstorm do you know what i mean it was like oh my god let's all go and do this thing and there are never things like that to go and help people like you know what right. i mean unless there's some huge disaster and, and when there are huge disasters people do come out you know what i mean so the yeah. reason it's i don't think it was like okay well let's see what could we do today from the bible we could go and show our, our you know support for you know preventing gay marriage or we could you know help homeless people i'm gonna choose that and go to chick-fil-a you know it, it's not that kind of a choice you know it's like it's a reaction but it should to this. be like if that's a christian's belief system then that's a big deal and, oh it is but i'm saying that's know. that's not how those people ended up going to chick-fil-a that day that's that wasn't how they woke up that morning with with like weighing these two things this is that there was this whole thing there was a call to them a loud call in their face from mike huckabee in the media yeah. calling them to go do that yeah and that's, so, but that's, why don't that's they what got make a call for yeah why that's don't they the make calls so, for house building like that you know and, exactly no and that, that, that's, no something, that's what they should but no that nobody should nobody can nobody's interested they that the, the media taking that step back and not blaming the people as much because I think it's you know people aren't that bright people get caught up in mania you know it was mania that's what it was it was mania to go do this thing right and I think if mania was created to do better things people would actually do them you know what I mean but there's no mania because why doesn't that happen like yeah because yeah, yeah it's not as controversial people because con- it, it doesn't have any controversy to it you know what i mean it's all good when things are all good it's not as interesting and then the media doesn't want to make yeah. a thing about it and, and that that's where the issue is so so uh so that that was my you know on the surface yes these people are obviously more willing to to go do that than than go and help poor people but but i feel like it was it wasn't a, a fair comparison because i didn't feel like the the choice was as as simple to them because they were caught up in mania oh. where, where, where for the other there is none so yeah that's sort of what i was trying to to say in that in that discussion so oh, okay yeah but uh yeah but yeah so i think the problem is that there is no no big call like that to go and do good things you know yeah. it's just like yeah it's just kind of yeah, really i know nice. we could do that. that's fucking yeah. horrible you fucking it's christian pa- it's very passive the call to do anything good is passive whereas that was aggressive exactly the, the call to chick-fil-a that was the oh, crazy because peter rollins was talking about that in philosophical terms friday night well <laughs> Course, the call to do good is <laughs> passive right right interesting yeah yeah, yeah. that's cool i'm so touched that we were on the same way like. yeah so. how about that <laughs> so yeah. um now um gosh we had an email from a listener which kind of shocked us both because um oh, yeah. listener mark uh gave us a link to a product called the Shiwi, which is a device to help women pee out in public. And 
what was shocking about this was not that he suggested well first he directed it at me he emailed both of us and said hey simone like i somehow i thought it seemed like i was famous for having bladder control problems but uh and i didn't recall stating as much but anyway <laughs> Yeah. Um, uh, the thing was that two days before he sent this email, I had actually ordered a similar product online. <laughs> so, yeah. The time he sent it, it was already in transit to my home. So uh, the, the product I got was the Travel John. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, I got the Travel John. But it, is, it has arrived. It has arrived. I'm happy to report. So the deal with Have the you Travel John is... I have not sampled yet. It's an emergency item. It's like the Xanax. It's in my purse. Just knowing it's there helps. I don't have to use it. So, um, yeah, the reason... What happened... A long time ago, my friend uh, Emma in uh, in Australia, she told me she had this thing that, like, had crystals in it that absorbed moisture because she had had to pee in a cup and in the side of the road, like a fast food cup, and just she was sick of these panics. So she has these in her cup for emergency situations. And I was like, oh, my God, that's, that's, that's so out there. And then I was in the pharmacy, and I saw the box, and I held it, and I thought, I don't want to go this route. It was like buying my first Depends or something. I was like, I don't want to buy <laughs> this item. So I, so I didn't get it. And then, you know, a number of times since then, I wished I had had it. So the last time oh, I was in Australia, so I was like, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. And so I was walking around, like, the the feminine hygiene aisle assuming it would be around there and then this guy comes up and it's like can I help you find anything I'm like no like uh, I, did, cause it, I didn't even know the name if I knew the name of it it would have been fine but to say yeah I need this thing it's like a bag with crystals that you can pee into I didn't want to <laughs> I didn't want to have that conversation with the guy my mom was there too and she was like we were both like raising our eyebrows and they just like no no we can't tell anyone what we're looking for so <laughs> Anyways, I couldn't find it because I didn't know what to ask for and I didn't get it. But anyway, and then uh, last week, my coworker, uh, she came, she was late to work because she had to pull off the freeway and find a gas station to pee in. And she drives a long way, so this is a constant problem. So, And I knew about it and somehow I found it looking for it this time. Uh, online and so I told her about it and she got so excited and so there was a three pack so so we, we, we split a three pack she took two I took one and yeah so that's how I've ended up with a travel job and it's in my purse and um, yeah I hope to never report having used it but I imagine I will <laughs> yay yay well, the shiwi, I, not, I think the Shiwi does the same thing, but I know they had these little funnels at this music festival in Australia at the big day out so that girls could stand in pee, so it was less disgusting to use those porta potties. <laughs> and I asked my sister about it because she went that year because I was here and I couldn't I couldn't test it out and I was actually excited oh, yeah. about it because it was in the news. And then she said she didn't go all day. She was at a music festival all day and didn't piss once. I thought that was a miracle. Weird. Very weird. Weird bunion. Bunyan, you're weird. Bunyan, you're weird. Um, have we put that? Have we put the picture of you peeing at that festival in Australia when you're no, on the bleachers and you're sort Have we publicized no, that at all? I think we should now. I wasn't on bleachers. It's pretty I was awesome. On, like the the they have the uh, 
the, the barrier, you know, that you lean against at the front, but they had it set up at the back because they had sort of divided the space up. So it was at the back of the front section. So they had one of those barriers. So it's like great part that's like stuck into the ground. And that's what I was oh, yeah. squatting over and peeing. Because it took it was so hard to get in there. They didn't let people in there very often. If I left, I wouldn't be able to get back in and I would be really far away when the Foo Fighters were on. So I had to do something. <laughs> and there was no porta potty in there. So I, I squatted and peed there. And I, I took all this time scoping it out and realized the thing that was behind me, I could see it like in the front of the next section. I said, you can't see through that. If I pull my pants down, no one will see. So <laughs> I did all this research and, you know, measurements, calculation and uh, figured out that it could be done. I just needed uh, my friend to stand on the one side of me and to tie my, research my and sweater around my front. <laughs> yes, it needed them. And yeah. And it's one of those things where I couldn't talk about it. It was a big secret when it first happened. But <laughs> once it's done, then you can talk about it. After enough time has passed, you can talk about it again. And then you end up telling everybody. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, now, um, I haven't been watching much of the Olympics. I watched the opening ceremony. And um, uh, I had this. I got this information to share from that the the, the opening ceremony when Finland was was uh, walking through in the, in the uh, you know when each country enters the, the stadium, uh-huh. and um, they said that in Finland they have a thing where if you get a fine for something like a traffic infringement, it's based on your um, on your, uh, your 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 salary, your how much money, your income. It's based on I've your heard income. That. Yes, and I just thought that was that was great. Apparently, the president of Nokia got um, pulled over for something, and he paid like a hundred thousand dollar fine nice. because it was based on how much. Money. And and I think that's I, I'm sure like this is like would never happen in America because the right wing would come up with all this. Eh, know, you're punishing right? people for being rich and all this, but you know if you give someone a two hundred fifty dollar fine that has millions of dollars, that's like asking me to pay ten cents, you know, yep. for a fine. Like if if I thought I would get charged ten cents for driving the car pool lane i would do it all the time i would pay 10 cents every time and just go in the fucking carpool lane you know what i mean well my friend norman back in texas is totally butt rich like that and that was exactly what he did like he ended up getting his license taken away because he got like you know 15 parking or speeding tickets in one year because he's so rich that it didn't matter at all to pay like a 900 fine (laughs) yeah that's the point of fines it's supposed to be a deterrent like oh shit so if it's not relative to your income then you know, it's it's you know, it's not going to have any impact. So there you go. I'm I'm with I'm with Finland on this, but I'm sure that will never happen in America. So, um, but the other interesting uh, Olympics tidbit that I learned was that um, there was a, a, a skiing event in, or was it a shooting event in Kuwait, and yeah. Kazakhstan won, and <laughs> and then when they had their medal ceremony, they played the the Borat version of the no, national they anthem. They did <laughs> and, and like it has lyrics like, you know, Kazakhstan, number one exporter of potassium. No Other way. countries have inferior potassium. <laughs> filtration system, a marvel to behold. It removed eighty percent of human solid waste. <laughs> And then there's the line, Kazakhstan's prostitutes, cleanest in the region, except, of course, Turkmenistan. <laughs> oh, my God. And, like, and there's a video of it. There's a video of the girl standing there, like, kind of gulping, like, oh, 
like she's so insulted but she doesn't say anything and she just <laughs> pretends doesn't make a big deal out of it but you can tell she's just like sucking Uh-oh. it up because it's yeah. so insulting but Kazakhstan has won six gold medals at this Olympics and Australia's only won two so I'm like totally rooting for Kazakhstan now because I'm a oh, totally. country you know after the Borat movie I feel extra sorry for them I know <laughs> <laughs> so downturn. oh but get this right so they're all upset because because the, this Borat version of the national anthem was played but at some event um, in March uh, in Kazakhstan, instead of their own national anthem, they played Live in La Vida Loca. <laughs> what? There's no way that that song is any like less dignified. I know, than right? Than the Borat one. Oh my god. <laughs> they have no room to get angry. I know. You can't get your own fucking anthem straight. So. <laughs> Okay, um, our friend Dave Bazan, you've heard me talk about that guy, he's the guy from Pedro the Lion, but um, David went to his bachelor party, like, this has been like 10 years at least, and, uh, well, 99, so, I remember they got married September 11th, 1999, though, so that's their anniversary every year. Um, But anyway, back to La Vida Loca, Um, David said that at Dave Bazan's um, bachelor party, everyone dressed like him, which was at the time like a a blue button-up and jeans. Like he would always wear like a blue button-up shirt and like he just had a million of them in his closet. And now he just wears black t-shirts and jeans and New Balance and a red hoodie. But he just always has this uniform going on. So everyone was dressed like Dave and it was a surprise party, right? And so they had a big cardboard cake, but the lights were kind of dim so you couldn't tell that it wasn't real. And, um... And they started playing La Vida Loca, and all of a sudden Damien uh, Damien Gerardo jumps out of the cake, and he's all he's wearing is like a g-string with like a little bell on it, and he's like spraying <laughs> this whipped cream all around. <laughs> so I can't hear that song without thinking about that. And David said that Damien's you know waving the whipped cream cans around, and he's he's realizing that they can't spray if you're pointing them up, so he kind of stops and he points them down, and he's like spraying like crazy and dancing around. So. Uh, that's my what story. You <laughs> know, Damien and a G string. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Damien. Um, so uh, I guess we'll wrap things up soon, but I guess we just want to quickly mention that we had both had something to do with people with our same names. Oh yeah. So yes, you. What I I had contact. I made contact with the other Simone Turkington. What happened with you, you and really? the other Stephanie Drury? Yes. I do not want to talk to that bitch ever oh. in her life. She's. <laughs> Why? No, I mean, she's just, she, I guess she's in England and she, she writes these, um, these novels about like, you know, her bio is like, she's a stay at home mom who likes to explore her creative side by writing these self-published novels about, you know, fun in the countryside with romance and a twist of adventure. someone tweeted you know i saw stephanie jury was being tweeted at and then i i wrote back and they're like oh you're not the one i thought she's an author too and i'm like i'm not an author i just have this obnoxious blog like don't don't contact me again thank you very much no i'm just kidding but um yeah yeah they they apparently confused our writing (laughs) but who's the simone turkington isn't she in south africa yeah, I'd seen her before. Like, I just looked up my name on Facebook and then it'd come, she'd come up and probably being from South Africa. I'm like, oh, who is this? And when we had one listener from South Africa, I wondered if she had found us by uh, searching the name. But it turned out it was listener Eugene and not the other oh, one. Okay. But anyway, but then uh, 
about a month ago, I just got a friend request from Simone Turkington. I was like, wow! So I friended him and we're like, oh, we have the same name! We're just really stupid like that, just like excited about nothing. But she's born Simone Turkington, whereas I'm married into Simone Turkington. Oh, so, um, yeah, but um, but yeah, but no, she was really nice. So, um, yeah, and also she had had uh, two email variations that I had tried to get at a certain email. I oh. couldn't get either of them. I'm like, are there three of us? Are there three? But then I asked her, and she said she had two, and she was going to give uh, me one. So oh, that's this so really nice. nice. Yeah, because she, she said her brother got one for her, and, and she she didn't need both, so she was giving me the other one. So, yeah, so she was she was super nice. Um, oh, that's so good, because David found another David Drury, who's like uh-huh. a writer in Minnesota. He's like some kind of Christian writer, and David said he just emailed him to say hello, and and the guy, the other David Drury wrote back, yeah, well, I already got DavidDrury.com, so sorry. <laughs> what a dick. I know. Wow. Well, I have someone Turkington.com, so I just don't have the email that, that, that I was after. But, um, and you can't get Simone Turkington Twitter because it's got one letter too many. Oh, so, I bet. Yeah. There was, ages ago I found there was a website. It was MikePatton.com, and if oh. you went to it, it was some guy just some guy from the midwest or something like blah 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 this is the web page of mike Patton. this is the mike Patton's i am not and just lift listing all these <laughs> other nobody people like he didn't even know that there's a famous one it seemed like it must have been a joke like he had no reference to mike Patton from faith no more mr bungle Phantomas, all of that stuff nothing no clue just all these other wow. mike Patton's you would never have heard of so yeah it was hilarious <laughs> So anyway, yeah, so now I'm friends with the other Simone Turkington. But it's so weird because when you post on each other's walls, like Simone Turkington posted on Simone Turkington's wall, and I, I wouldn't know that. which wall it was. I was like, is that mine or is that hers? <laughs> I can't remember if I posted recently. <laughs> it was very confusing. Uh, well, anyway, on that note, I guess we'll wrap things up. So thank you all for listening. We love you and appreciate you so, so much. Um, Please visit dongtini.com for any supplementary material, and there will be some from this episode, which we have talked about. Picture and, of Simone um, peeing. You don't want to miss it. Yeah, oh, there's a picture. going to be a picture of me peeing. you, you got to check that shit out. And, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it's just pee. It's just pee. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and also, yeah, write us an iTunes review. We haven't had a new one in a while. We would really oh, yeah. like that. Yeah. Come on, people. So, uh, until next time, bye, Stephanie. Bye, Simone. If I were a tower of strength, I'd walk away. I'd look in your eyes, and here's what I'd say. I don't want you. I don't need you. I don't love you anymore. And I'd walk out. strength. I'd watch you cry. I'd laugh at your tears and tell you goodbye. I don't want you. I don't need you. I don't love you.
independently in partnership with feralaudio.com, an artist-friendly podcast collective. This artist reserves the rights to their materials. Visit feralaudio.com for other original shows and learn about our community of artists that help make this collective possible. Thank you for listening to this podcast.